Hi, Value 101 listeners. Producer Amanda Luberto here. As you can tell by this episode being in your feed on a Thursday instead of a Monday, this is a bonus episode. You might have heard that something very fun and special is happening in the Valley right now. Done. The Phoenix Suns, for the first time in 28 years, are going back to the NBA Finals. That's right. The Phoenix Suns are in the NBA championship for the first time since 1993. They are currently up one game on the Milwaukee Bucks, and leading the way are Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. And if you were in Phoenix in 93, or are just a lifelong Suns fan, you'll know that about 300,000 fans showed up for a parade downtown to support a team that lost in the finals. All of this support has warranted Valley 101 to do a bonus episode. What was this season like? How are the Suns perceived nationally? And what was it like back then covering Charles Barkley and the team in 1993? Let's start with this year. I'm notably not a basketball fan, but I know enough to follow along to tell who's important and to tell what teams are doing well. So when the Suns made it past the first round against the Los Angeles Lakers, I tapped Arizona Republic sports reporter Catherine Fitzgerald to explain more. She went on to write an article called, So you're newly all in on the Suns. Here's what you need to know to join the fun. It was very helpful. It's donned with context from this season, from the team's history, and even a Backstreet Boys lyric. I called Catherine up again and started by asking her what the atmosphere has been like around the Suns this year. The atmosphere has really been electric, I think, especially having gone so long without being able to have so many fans in arenas and stadiums at games. It's such a huge shift back to not only having people in the building, but having them so, so excited. Phoenix has these diehard Suns fans who have really been with them during these brutal years over the last stretch, but, you know, we're still there, but there's still this element of a reawakening of other Suns fans, of casual fans who are all totally on board now. So to have that, you know, that full energy of both people who have been (laughs) desperately longing to see a team they love so much be back in the mix, along with just the city coming alive again. In the 2018-2019 season, the Phoenix Suns won only 19 games. A far cry from where they are now. Then in the offseason, the Suns got a new coach, Monty Williams. They had an okay season last year, ending just under 500. But most notably, last year the Suns ended their season by going 8-0 in the NBA bubble. The self-proclaimed Valley Boys drew attention in the bubble, but ultimately they missed the playoffs again. (sighs) Heartbreak is something most Arizona sports fans are used to, with the exception of the Phoenix Mercury WNBA team and the Arizona Rattlers arena football team, Arizona isn't known for having reliably good sports teams. The Diamondbacks won the World Series in 2001, the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl in 2009, and the Coyotes made it to the semifinals of the Stanley Cup in 2012. But that's about all. Catherine describes Suns fans at the airport after sweeping the Denver Nuggets as excited, but cautious. And there were still people there who were like, this is amazing, I'm so excited, I'm scared to be hurt again. And so 
you know, given how so many different things have shaken out for Arizona sports fans across the different teams, um, I think now that they're in the finals, it's a huge sigh of relief, but there's still kind of that element of, I'm so used to being hurt by these teams and now I'm excited. Oh my God, what do I do with all of these feelings? And, you know, people are still excited. It's not taking away from that or anything, but I just thought it was interesting of, you know, people who have seen some of the stuff the last few years being like, okay, this is, what do I do with this? How do I fully lean in, even though I've been hurt so many times before? It seems the real difference from the past few years and the easiest parallel to the last time the Suns were in this position is the addition of Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul adds to this team in so many ways. First and foremost, there's clear statistical evidence of what he's doing here. Um, When you look at both what he has put up numbers-wise over the playoff stretch, but also even just like what teams across his career have done with him. But I think also just that veteran leadership and never being afraid to tell younger guys exactly what he thinks. Um, DeAndre Ayton, such the clear example there of You know, he's been on his case, but from a place of really tough love. um, And Aiton's been totally open to that. So I think, you know, there's some of those intangibles, too, of not only, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer, he has his own skill set, but the way he brings up everyone around him is really evident on this team, particularly with some of those younger players who I think are still hungry to learn, have wanted some of that consistency of being able to grow with the same group for a little bit. So I think when you look at Chris Paul's impact here, there's it's really multifaceted, but I mean, clear results. But what was the team like in 1993? Was it the same Cinderella story that it feels like this year? Not quite. The Arizona Republic still has a few reporters and photographers on the team who covered the 93 Suns, like Bill Goodykunz. Bill is currently a media critic, but he said back then things were a little different. I I wasn't married and um, I was sort of the young, snotty sports columnist (laughs) that um, uh, I just I moved from news to sports in the fall of 1992, right after the uh, presidential election. And because my late great friend, editor and mentor, Jeff Dosbaba, just one day out of the blue asked me, would you like to watch sports on TV and write about it? And I thought, well, since I'm doing it for free, pretty much anyway, yeah, sure. If you're going to pay me for it, that'd be great. There was no way for him to know at the time what he was diving into. But one afternoon, after not hearing back from the team's owner at the time, Jerry Colangelo, he quickly learned it would be an exciting season. He always took calls. He always called back. And I remember during that summer, he didn't call me back one day. And I kept calling and saying, hey, what's going on? What's going on? A few hours later, they announced the trade for Charles Barkley. Then he called me and he said, was that a good enough reason to not call back? And I said, yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good one. The Phoenix Suns right now are hitting a stride after several disappointing seasons. But leading up to 93, The team was a consistent player in the NBA playoffs. They were just missing a key piece that came in the form of Charles Barkley. Not only was Barkley an exciting person to watch play basketball, 
he ended up becoming the MVP that first year on the Suns. But according to Bill, he was a really exciting person to cover. I mean, you think he's good on TV now, unedited in a, in a locker room, and he's just a genius at, at that kind of thing. He's so quick-witted, so smart, and, um, and would say anything. You know, we had a big staff then, and we covered every aspect there was, particularly when they got going towards the finals. And you honestly, you couldn't write enough. Kent Summers, another reporter for the Arizona Republic, who covered the Suns' run in the 93 finals, said similar. I mean, when Charles Barkley was one of those people, you had whenever he opened his mouth, you had to have a reporter there because he was going to say something uh, interesting. Kent covered ASU sports, but when the Suns made it to the finals, he described it as all hands on deck. And we had a pretty large staff, as did most newspapers back then. And, you know, when the Suns made the playoffs, we threw everybody on the staff had something to do with the Suns at some point, especially during the the finals. Now, Arizona has a team for every type of sports fan. But at the time, they didn't have a lot to choose from. Kent credits this as to why it felt like the whole town rallied behind the Suns. You know, Arizona State football hadn't been good in a while, uh, and that was one of the major, uh, most popular sports to follow, teams to follow. Um, They hadn't been good in a while. The Cardinals had moved here five years previous, were never successful during that whole time. They were playing in Sun Devil Stadium, and um, there wasn't much reason to root for them. And the Suns were still like the biggest story in town, and especially in 1993, where they basically had a good team and tore it apart in effort to put together a great team and traded for Charles Barkley. So that whole year with the Suns, 92-93, there was incredible excitement around that team. And Bill remembers feeling the same. It definitely had that small town feel. And just, you know, it just seemed like everybody, everybody was into it. Both Kent and Bill reminisce about a 90s-era Phoenix Suns phantom, where fans were painting their driveways purple and orange, raising their Suns flags in allegiance with their team, and Go Suns signs were all over town. It was exciting. The Valley felt connected. This was their team. And the Suns have always been different in that regard, because... You know, they started here and people, you know, are passionate about the Suns because they viewed it as our franchise, our baby. Newspapers now will maybe have two reporters and a photographer go to the playoffs with many other writers keeping up from home. But in 1993, a lot of people went and it gave Kent some pretty special experiences. Uh, We sent a whole team of people there. We had... Uh, I was asking somebody the other night, the other day how many people we had, and he remembered eight writers, sports writers, two photographers, an editor, and that's just from the sports department. We also had, uh, as I remembered, a, a new side writer in Chicago kind of doing color and stories from a Chicago perspective and how they viewed Phoenix and, and all of those things. And, you, and like I said, you couldn't write enough about them, but it was such a bizarre and different time. You know, we didn't worry about the Internet. There was no AZ Central. You didn't have to post a story immediately. There were, you know, we didn't have cell phones. You know, we planned things over dinner at night, you know, 
but it was just such a blast. I mean, to such an exciting time because you sat there, at least I did in Chicago. It's like, wow, I'm watching history. You know, I'm watching Charles Barkley versus Michael Jordan in this old arena, in this old decrepit arena in Chicago. We're at, you know, you're trying to watch the Suns upset. I think the Bulls at the time had won two titles. And you had the whole, you know, gambling rumors surrounding Michael Jordan at the time. And he was sort of boycotting the media and not talking. I mean, there were just stories, big stories, like all over. It was not, not only the focal point in Phoenix, but really of the sports world. And it was just so cool, you know, being able to cover that and, and a little intimidating, you know, and, uh, but, but so much fun. Not only was it the thing to watch because of how thrilling Jordan versus Barkley was, but people consumed their media differently in 93. It helped make the Suns and the Bulls the center of attention. And Jordan and the Bulls in prime time. I mean, that was, that was a big show. Jordan and Barkley in primetime in the finals. I mean, that, that, that was a huge show. And it was just, you know, you don't get, and I don't think you can anymore. Um, I, I don't think there's that consolidation of, of interests like there was then. This makes me sound like, you know, we were sitting around listening to Roosevelt's fireside chats on the radio or something. It wasn't like that. I mean, there were, there were plenty of other options, but something like that, an event like that, with those personalities on national TV, when national TV was pretty much where you got stuff, I mean, that just, that just got the whole country into it. With the Suns back in the national spotlight by making it to the finals, I wanted to know how serious the rest of the country looked at the Suns. As I mentioned before, basketball isn't my number one sport, but when the team beat the Lakers, I tuned in to see what other people were saying very little was about the Suns. It was all about the Lakers losing. And look, I get it. They're the defending champion. LeBron James is in the greatest of all time category. And here they are in the finals, playing golf and killing time. But maybe it's because the Suns weren't expected to be here at all. Here's Kent one more time. I think this run by the Suns is is much more surprising than, 90, than the 93 team making a run to the finals. I think we all thought this Suns team would be good after the way they played in the bubble and the addition of Chris Paul, but I don't think very many people back in November thought the Suns would be playing in the finals for the third time in franchise history. Maybe this is why you can hear the light echo of Suns in four whenever you crack a window near the arena right now. But whether the team was expected to make it or not, they did. They're playing well, they're stepping up when someone's out, and... They're fun. They're just fun to watch. 